Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado. Para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. The coming day. really deal with this issue of not allowing these uh, illegal immigrants and, and the headsmen and this terrorism groupings free movement, 20,000. Uh, with more coming up in in the coming days, Ilyasa Tanko uh, thankfully has joined us again. We know that uh, the, the repatriation is ongoing in Paga. What can you report from where you are, Ilyasa? Eliasu. Well, there seems to be a connection problem. We'll try and get Eliasu back. When we do, we'll bring you that interview. And as we wait for Eliasu to join us, let's get on to other stories. All 10 flag bearer aspirants of the NPP have been cleared by the vetting committee led by Professor Michael Irenokwe to contest the elections. The committee concluded its work and presented its recommendations to the National Council through the General Secretary on Monday. This led to the steering committee yesterday and subsequent release of the list of the uh, 
according to the party's elections guidelines. Samuel Mbura uh, joins us on Zoom uh, with more. What is contained in the statement released by the NPP on the flag bearer election after the steering committee's meeting yesterday in Bora? to Article 10.3 of the New Patriotic Party's Constitution, the vetting committee for the party's presidential primary election submitted its report to the National Council through the General Secretary on Monday, and that was July 10. Subsequently, there was a meeting uh, where the, 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 there was a, uh, I mean, there was a meeting between, so per the party's protocol, the steering committee went through the report yesterday, and per the guideline, amended that all 10 aspirants are eligible to participate in the upcoming presidential primaries, subject to approval of the more than 10 aspirants in the order in which they have been qualified. So we have Alan Chermantin, who is a former trade and industry minister, Mr. Kojo Poku, energy analyst, Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, Wachi Ejako, former energy minister, Honorable Kobina Eje Japon, former general secretary. The seed person is Kennedy Ohine Japon. As since we have uh, Dr. Kofi Kunedua Preku being the seventh person on the list, Dr. Ousu Akoto Epriye, the former agric minister, Joe Gatti, former railway development minister, and the tenth aspirant, Francis Adainimo. Uh, so these are all the 10 aspirants that the party or the vetting committee led by Professor Mike Eronokwe has qualified or cleared to contest in the upcoming um, elections of the of the NPP. So after this process, what next in Bora? So the National Council of the Party would have to sit over this uh, recommendation by the vetting committee. So meaning the fate of the aspirants is still hanging because they, it is not um, a sure bet that the vetting committee, um, vetting committee's recommendation um, is a blanket one. If there are issues or there are any information available to the National Council that deems it fit for them to disqualify any aspirants, then that will be it. Uh, but we know the number is uh, above five and per the party's guidelines, if the aspirants are more than five, they have to go for the super delegates conference. Uh, in my earlier conversation with the um, national, uh, or the general secretary of the party, he said that uh, all is in place for the super delegates congress uh, to happen because the number is about five. But they are still waiting for the approval of the national council of the party, which is uh, scheduled uh, on July 20, 2023. So after that meeting, that we'll get the final. Um, approval or otherwise of the report of the vetting committee. Samuel Mbura is with our political desk. He's been monitoring this for us. There's more we'll be telling you on the NPP flag bearership race. Let's go back to our earlier story where community, uh, the armed forces is embarking on repatriation of people who pose as uh, nomadic headsmen. Elias uh, Otanko is in the town of Paga where the exercise is taking place. Elias, what can you report from where you are? Well, what I can tell you is that uh, hundreds of them are currently being taken to the border at Paga and uh, they are conducting identification checks. They are looking at those who have Ghana cards. Uh, they are also looking at those who can identification checks. 
they are looking at those who have Ghana cards. Uh, they are also looking at those who can. Uh, these are people who have come in to seek refuge. And it's happening across uh, the northern part of the country. In Wale Wale yesterday, uh, there was similar, it's been very difficult for the officials at the borders to manage it. Uh, last week, uh, there was a, a camp set up to house all these refugees coming in. Unfortunately, according to the Ghana, uh, refugee board, this camp has been deserted. None of them are willing to go into this particular camp. And, and most of them that are currently being sent back are members of the Pulani. They are kettled. And authorities are now in the process uh, to resolve that particular challenge. They are bringing them back so that they can carry along their kettles. All right, Albert Soris, our correspondent in uh, um, Ilyasa Tanko, uh, has been giving us more from Paga, but we have been joined by the Deputy Defence Minister, Kofi Amankwameno. I'm grateful for your time, sir. What has necessitated this repatriation exercise? Thank you very much, and um, I hope you're doing well. Very well, thank you. Yes, so what is actually happening is that our neighboring countries, Burkina, uh, Burkina Faso, Togo, and then Cote d'Ivoire are conducting some uh, security operations, you know, to deal with the issue of um, terrorism groups. And so most people are sitting together in Ghana. So we have a lot of people coming into Ghana. And uh, our intelligence is that some of these armed groupings, you know, terrorist uh, armed Persons have disguised themselves into headsmen, into illegal immigrants, and all that, you know, trying to uh, come into our country. And so the various residents have been cut to deal with the situation. And the Ghana Armed Forces uh, is also assisting the various uh, residents, you know, along our, our borders to deal with the situation. So basically, we are acting on intelligence and trying to do that. Obviously, a new uh, intelligence, you know, uh, indicates that you are a terrorist or you belong to any terrorist group. We cannot allow you to be in this country. So basically, we're trying as much as possible to respect their movement and then to make sure that we do proper screening to really know who and who is coming to this country. Basically, that is all the operation. So far, you say 20,000 people have been repatriated. How many more are you looking forward to repatriating? So far, you say 20,000 people have been repatriated. How many more are you looking forward to repatriating?
grow. And so it will be difficult to put a figure to, to how many people are coming in. But, you know, some of them, this figure is really conservative because... ...to the meter, even though they present at the premises, and so they were disconnected. As usual, our revenue mobilization, our national task force also embarked on um, dealing with the bigwigs, which includes some of the ministries, departments, and agencies under the government, and also for all those other companies that we had had payment plans on, we followed up on with them. And so this is the update for Monday. This is the update for day one. On the streets in the day make uh, a living at lorry terminals and pass the night under bridges and open spaces at Asafo, one of the biggest lorry terminals in Kumase, the menace of streetism continue to be a threat to society and a worry to city authorities. More in this report. Well, uh, we apologize for that. We'll bring you that story shortly. But it, the KNUST scientists have predicted Ghana's greenhouse gas emission will uh, double by 2030. The scientists uh, and KNUST have said the study led by Dr. Yen Adam Sokama Nyam of the Department of Petroleum Engineering arrived at this conclusion based on analysis of recent findings. As a country, we need to fight climate change, and climate change is driven by greenhouse gas emission. Um, we as a country, we have made it our priority to reduce greenhouse gas emission. The government have said it time and over, they are aiming to reduce emission by about 15% by the year 2030, which is a very good ambition. Now, if we decide that we want to reduce emission, first of all, we need to know the emission rate of our country. We need to be able to monitor it. That means we need to have some tools that can help us to monitor and we need to be able to predict our emission into the future. Uh, as a country, we've done well in collecting emission data. From 1990, uh, we have collected a lot of emission data which are in different institutions. Okay. What we did was simply bring these emission data together and uh, try to analyze them to see how our mission has been changing over the years. And then based on that, we use machine learning to try to predict our mission into the near future. And we've done the prediction from 2016 to 2030. And based on the study, actually, if we are going by our current trajectory, our mission is not going to go down by 15% uh, by the year 2030, but rather it's going to more than double by the year 2030. So that was what this research was all about. Then another finding that we made was that most of our emission that is coming from the energy sector is coming um, from the transportation. Uh, 
um, that is driving off cars and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, the reasons are that most of us use cars. I think as a country, you either have a car or at least you are aiming to buy one. Um, and also, most of our cars are pretty old. We, we, even as a person, I'm using a used car. Every one of most people in Ghana drive used cars. And these cars are not fuel efficient, so they tend to emit more uh, greenhouse gases into the environment. So one uh, solution that we propose is mass transportation. Now, you may propose, uh, for example, electric vehicles, but how many people in Ghana can afford electric vehicles? Do we even have the power to be able to power these cars around? You know, you may propose maybe solar vehicles. That is more realistic, but even that, uh, to what extent can we be able to get this within uh, this time space of, let's say, 2023 to 2030? We will not be able to get that. But we can, we can begin to build infrastructure for mass transportation. We can travel by train. Okay, the government is trying to develop that. So we can invest in these areas and it will help us to reduce emission. Another area we can go is to blend our fuel. Instead of using just the fossil fuels, we can go into biofuels, which we have technology in this institution to, to produce. And then we blend it with uh, the fossil fuels and that will reduce emission uh, as well. So these are some of the areas that um, we have looked at. We can go back to our earlier story where streetism is rife in the Ashanti town uh, of Kumasi at the Asafu Market, the biggest lorry terminal. Space under the Asafu interchange is home to scores of people, mostly children who are often at the risk of sexual abuse. They are either chased out by domestic violence, drug and alcohol abuse, death of a parent, family breakdown and other social economic factors. Mafia is heavily pregnant. She sleeps under the Asafo interchange despite the unfavorable weather. She became a commercial sex worker after the death of both parents. She cannot track her external family because she was born on the street. She already has one child who has been adopted due to poor parenting. Mafia says life on the street is difficult, but she has no option than to resume her sex for money business after delivery. We have no helper. We are always gallivanting on the streets. My parents are divorced. Right now, I have two children. I don't work. At first, I was a sex worker, but I'm unable to do that now. Yet, I have plans of going back to it. I plead with the authorities to come to my aid. Others share similar experiences. I have lost both parents. My extended family have left me to my fate. At night, I hit the streets and engage in sex work to get money for food. I 
Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. I had a fight with a friend, so I rushed out of home to sleep here. I came here around 2015. I only load goods to survive. I sleep under the overhead. There are so many thieves here. They rob me all the time. I would be glad if I could go back to where I used to work. At least to survive. These children living on the street want the government to assist them start apprenticeship. Their activist, Equia Efriye, supports the children with food and clothing. They are looking up to the government to help get them out of the street. Looking up to the government to help get them out of the street. If we don't get the children off the streets, they are the same ones who will turn, they will commit crimes without conscience. The females will turn sex workers and be in.
Is that we've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation focused oh no we are out of range oh don't worry daddy i have alex in my bag alex what alexa open multimedia ghana and play joy fm super hits radio radio joy 99.7 listen to joy fm Hits FM, Love FM, live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play and then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. On air. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. Welcome back to this Free State University, South Africa. Dr. Musa Vegana uh, is advocating for and urging the Ghanaian youth to step up and take positions of decision-making in the country. Speaking at the Citizens Forum on Youth Democracy, Peace and Elections, organized by the Youth Bridge Foundation, he stressed that in a country that's population is largely youth, they must be allowed to a space on the decision-making table. There's more in the following report. Ghana's 2020 youth voter population, according to the Electoral Commission, consists of 55.1% of the total voter population. However, this number does not translate into a vibrant youth representation in governance. The Youth Bridge Foundation organized a forum to identify and address the gaps and root causes of youth marginalization in governance, identify and address the symptoms of underlying governance and democratic deficit and to provide policy advice on responsible youth participation in democracy, elections and promotion of peace. Speaking at a forum, a research fellow at the Center for African Studies, Dr. Muzavengana Chibwana, advocated the inclusion of many youth in leadership positions. Who is this young person? I have put before you several attributes of this Ghanaian young person who should be able to take the democracy of Ghana forward, who should be able to preserve the peace, independence, and solidarity of this Ghana forward. Who is this young person? This young person is confident. Confident to stand for office to start with. But it's good to want to be president. You have to be confident. You have to believe in yourself. The statistics that we're hearing here from the Electoral Commission are very concerning. Young people are the ones who are voting. 78%, I, I wrote this down. Young people are the, are the king makers, but they're not kings. That's concerning. You're making kings, but you're not the kings. You're not in parliament, but you're making parliamentarians. 
You are making counselors, but you are not any. That's concerning. You are not on the ballot paper. That's worrisome. Even if a young person is on the ballot paper, fellow young people will not vote for them. Because they look at them and say, uh, they don't have experience. <laughs> but how do, you, how do you get the experience until you get a chance? Come on, give fellow young people a chance by voting for them. Have confidence in fellow young people. He further egged the youth to be committed to integrity even at a very tender age and believes that it is the only way to curb the pandemic of corruption plaguing the African continent. You have to commit that whatever you shall do, you love your country so much to be corrupt. You shall not be corrupt. One of the things we are contending with on the continent is we are losing a lot of resources through unscrupulous ways. People are digging out our gold and they are flying out with our gold without paying a dime. Without paying anything. Corruption is rife in some of our countries on the continent. I pray it's not so in Ghana. But as young people, you need to commit that I shall not be corrupt. Can I, can I hear you say that? In fact, step by saying it now, say I'm not corrupt. Yeah, so you you should not be the one who pays those bribes at school when you are late to the prefix or to the if you are stealing pens pen a pen today today i'm talking to someone here if you are stealing a pen today that's a bad total sign you are corrupt you are likely to steal an aeroplane <laughs> yeah so here's what i'm saying commit that i will not be corrupt i will be a person of integrity I'll keep my reputation as a rightful, as a good person. Because that's what the country needs. That's what the continent needs. Programs manager of Youth Bridge Foundation, Joyce Nyami, stated that it is important that the peace enjoyed in the country is protected through a multi-stakeholder approach to avoid the overflow threats from our neighboring countries. Youth Bridge Foundation, we are a continental focus-based organization. So with our engagement with young people across Africa, we realize that there is a threat that is coming towards the Ghanaian, the Ghanaian uh, space. So we, we see Benin we see Ivory Coast and we see the other countries that we are closer to. We realize there is a need for one, raising awareness of the need for us to preserve the peace that we are enjoying in Ghana. That's one of the major reasons why we think we shouldn't wait for elections to come before we start talking about the need for peace. We have to start now and talk about peace. The Youth Bridge Foundation is a non-profit organization committed to youth development across the African continent. They strive to achieve the purpose and mandate through cutting-edge and evidence-based youth research, sustained advocacy training, and mentorship. For Joy News, Prince Kwame Kudigas report read to you. As a farmer engaging the services of persons with disabilities with the hope to give them opportunity to improve their livelihood through their work on the farms. He also uses proceeds from the farm to give educational scholarships to some children in his community. He's been able to establish a bakery to support his staff and community. And guess what? He also established a solar lamp manufacturing unit to provide free solar lamps to persons living in island communities in the Adan Enclave 
of the greater Accra region. These interventions are just a few which won him the 2023 Impact Maker of the Year. In the following piece, we bring you up close with Isaac Ajauto after he was a judge, the overall winner at the maiden edition held in Accra last month. Ada East is one of the 29 districts within the Greater Accra region. It is situated in the eastern part of the region. Ada is well noted for its annual Asafotufian festival. The people of Ada are predominantly fisher folks and farmers. Employment is high within the district. Isaac Ajauto is a lab technician and a native of Ada. He has been working hard to change the narrative by helping his people with his widow's might. He has an NGO called Farm for Livelihood Association. The Farm for Livelihood Association supports the less privileged, brilliant but needy, and the disabled in the Adar East District. <laughs> Just in case you are wondering, join his organized Impact Makers Awards, the very maiden edition where Mr. Isaac Ajauto was actually adjudged overall best. Indeed, Mr. Ajauto lives in Adafo, which is within the Ada East District, but he's, he has an association called Farming for Livelihood Association, where he's actually farming to support the less privileged and persons, persons living with disability in his community. Also, brilliant but needy. Um, kids. So indeed, this is one of the very farms that Mr. Jaluto uses to support his um, beneficiaries or people who are less privileged in society. So we are here to actually celebrate Mr. Jaluto and then also highlight on the things that Mr. Jaluto has been doing on low key to the public, motivate others to also do same for humanity. And I'm happy now. More people, many people are seeing what we are doing, and then people are ready to support and. They want to come in to help. So we are happy, we are grateful. We thank um, Joy News and Multimedia Group for this opportunity given to us and then the platform that we have that people will see all that we are doing. So, so this is one of the many communities where Mr. Azekajauto does his um, uh, supporting works for the community. And indeed, this is a farm which belongs to um, one man called Mr. Joshua. He's a person living with disability. And he's the one managing this very farm here. So I am a person who everybody will know me as a disabled person. Before I'll start, I'll start the farm. So I don't have uh, my money. Money is my problem. If you direct me, say, I will let me take this money small or buy. Something small, and then you went to the farm. Uh, the, thing that, uh, the thing that I want to, I want to in the farm. So, so he's a helpful man in our Adafor community. His behalf, proceeds from the farm are brought to him to invest in the sales of his airtime business and also to support his day-to-day -day upkeep. Okay. <laughs>
Kwape Azik Ajauto. Kwape Kagung eh Mone Ingapi Popobo Yim Kabwamu Le Eboye Madi Le Isaka eh but currently the family business the expenses are so high so we don't get enough support so that we can establish him with the mobile money so he always tell me if we need a help or people can come on board to support so that he can also establish a mobile money business in addition to the airtime that he is selling and then the card also get some card airtime card that he can add to that he'll be selling so he needs support the Farm for Livelihood Association has made several strides in the Adar East District, including the education sector. The association supports schools on both inland and on the islands. So what we do this time is we provide exercise for the children for their exam fees and any visiting that they need to go to school. That's where the Farm for Schools is. Currently, this school, we have some of the children that we also support in their community. This is an island community within the other East District. Okay, the people on the island, we have five main islands. Isape, Alope, Mafive, Tuanikope, and Pediatokope. So all this, this island, we have schools on the island, but they don't have electricity. Our association supply them with test booths and an SI booths. We also provide solar lanterns so that the children on the island can use the state. Some friends and family members of Mr. Ajauto, who has known him and his works for years, could not be left out in sharing their stories to join us. He's actually been a blessing to the community. And in this community, that here, in fact, employment is very difficult. And actually, students complete, and because of lack of employment, they engage themselves into all kinds of vices which are not actually good. We are pleading that it involves a lot of money. There are times he's in short, short of money, and some of us used to call us, but at times it's not always that we also have. Mr. Delta has been doing so many things for this community. You know, because we don't have, we are not on the national grid, we don't have light. The schools are happy, and then the communities, they are all excited. So we are very much happy winning it. Did you ever think you were going to be winning an award? Oh, we are doing a lot, and then, but I didn't know we would be crowned. Did you think you were going to be winning an award? Oh, we are doing a lot, and then, but I didn't know we would be crowned. We'll take a break on Joy News Desk and we'll return this business. We've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation. Focused... Oh no, we are out of range. Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alexa in my bag. Alex, what? Alexa. 
Open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM. Hits FM. Love FM. Live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play and then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. Oh, oh, that's wonderful. And that is what champions do. It feels good to football with GoTV. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. But GoTV gives you all games of La Liga and Syria. The Premier League and UEFA games that matter. And the world's favorite cup competitions. Get GoTV Super for only 249 CDs to enjoy the football overload. GoTV. Love it. Good morning, welcome to business. My name is Daryl Kwao. The redevelopment of the Ghana Trade Fair Center is likely to be completed in about five years, as many investors have shown interest in the automotive facility. According to Chief Executive of the Trade Fair Company, Dr. Agnes Edu, the board will be engaging more investors and developers who will take up separate structures as part of the entire establishment. She spoke to journalists at an investors conference in Accra. The redeveloped Trade Fair Center is expected to have ultra-modern facilities, including a multi-purpose convention center, hotel facilities, and a new playground for children. As part of its mandate to promote trade and exhibition, the Trade Fair Company is engaging investors to sponsor the establishment of more exhibition centers and conference facilities. Chief Executive Dr. Agnes Edu hinted that the company will be engaging more investors within the period to ensure the facility is built within the next five years. We've always uh, set a three to five year timeline for the project. From the moment that the developer moves on site, which he has in 2022, I'm sorry, 2023, Three to five years from now, we hope to engage uh, various developers who will come and join us and also develop. So that's the timeline we are giving all our investors. But like I said, 
I've been very um, inward in my projections because we know that in this world anything can happen. So barring that anything like COVID can come and sidetrack us again, I think three to five years is fair to say that the project can be built. Minister for Finance Ken Oforiata also expressed confidence about the potential of the centre and assured of government's support to get the centre redeveloped. I think the Trisper has great potential. I think the estimate is that um, within the next um, three or four years, maybe a billion dollars of investment will come through here. Uh, oil revenues, we have to look at a strategic um, projects, especially agriculture, uh, which we have started, uh, in which you know we really want to be rice sufficient in three years, and that is being worked on. If you go um, towards Asuchari, we have about 10,000 hectares of new rice uh, being grown so that we move away from, you know, sort of trading into actually an export-driven economy. Despite all delays as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic, many investors are still on board to ensure successful completion. Now, St. Hill Oil Refinery is seeking government's help to grow a local industry to support the country's domestic demand for petroleum products. Addressing an entourage from the Ministry of Trade and Industry led by the Minister Katie Amon, chairman of Central Group, disclosed that after completion, the company would be capable of producing 5 million metric tons of quality products per annum, which will help manage demand for foreign exchange for import of finished products. The visit by the Trade Minister Katie Amond formed part of moves to support local industries and promote manufacturing. Total investment of the Central Oil Refining Project is $1.98 billion and is estimated to provide over 900 direct jobs. Chairman of the Central Group, Zin Nguan, is seeking government support so it could benefit from some reliefs and strengthen local refinery. Because I like Ghana, we need to do something good for Ghana for image future for Ghana. Uh, today in the war, no, in the already uh, industrial go high. Our Ghana will need follow. What can do good thing for Ghana today in the uh, energy, energy side, refinery is key. Uh, I do this project, uh, future for our central group, second for our Ghana future to growing. Growing is important. Eh, to our canis or because our central refinery eh, for energy side is safe eh, comfortable also get a good quality good price eh, to supply to whole Ghana after a brief tour of the yet-to-be-commissioned facility, Minister for Trade and Industry Katie Amon was impressed with the project. He therefore assured he would work with the Energy Minister and relevant agencies to ensure that Central gets the necessary support, which includes some tax waivers. I'm going to work very hard at that. Uh, quite a bit, well, if not all of our current uh, production, I think has been uh, forward-traded. Uh, but I, I, it seems to me significant that um, uh, structure of this uh, caliber uh, should be test uh, uh, run with the crude from uh, from this country. I'm going to speak with the, uh, the Minister for Energy. Uh, obviously, it will be on the table of the President, and uh, we will take it from there. But it's an interesting proposition that I intend to take up a lot. Uh, in the last couple of years, uh, 
there have been uh, considerable challenges uh, in the parliament uh, as to this particular process of uh, granting the, the exemptions. We're working on it. The president asked myself and the uh, Minister for Parliamentary Affairs, uh, leader of the House, uh, um, to make sure that uh, this master is completely street, uh, uh, streamlined. We intend to see the speaker about it and uh, I hope that will make uh, some progress. Not only this, there's quite a few of them uh, which are all uh, uh, choked up in, in the system. We will we'll hope to, to get them sorted out. The facility, which is in its first phase, will refine 2 million metric tons of crude oil per annum. And that's all in business and news continues after this break. And that's all in business and news continues after this break. Everyone is expected to go by this directive in either not to... That's how we wrap up on Joy News Desk this morning. Log on to myjohnline.com if you get there. There's more of the news and updates of all the developing stories for you. My name is Aisha Ibrahim. See you again at 12.
welcome to PM Express indeed. Tonight we are having a conversation with him. And I'm pretty sure you know by now that the MPP flag brothership race is well and truly on the way. The party just finished uh, vetting the many presidential hopefuls. We're waiting to see what the outcome of that vetting process really is because the report was submitted to the party general secretary just on Monday. So we will get some clarity on what really happened and whether or not any of the aspirants have been denied an opportunity to go to the superdelegates conference where they whittle down to five. However, he is confident that he sailed through and tonight we'll get to hear from him. Yes, if you're wondering, oh, he looks familiar, it's because you know him. He is Dr. Konedua Perku. And we know, as far as uh, his age is concerned, that he has been there and done that for quite a while. He's 68 years. He is from the Ashanti region. And, and the Ashanti region is very important, by the way. There are many people who believe either your candidate comes from the Ashanti region or your running mate comes from the Ashanti region. Whichever way you look at it, the Ashanti region is going to be very key in the 2024 elections. And as you know already, you have... You know, the, those who say the two front runners are two front runners. And I'll ask him about that. I'm pretty sure he'll disagree, but many say the two front runners are Baumia. And if he wins, many have argued, get somebody from the Shanti region, right? And then you have Alan. If he wins, well, he's from the Shanti region already. Then you have to balance that ticket with somebody from the north. So the Shanti region is going to be key, right? And I wonder if that's going to be one of his important. Uh, talking points going into this conversation, but also in the campaigning process that is already underway. Um, he is a politician. He's an economist as well. And if you're wondering, what did he really do? What is his claim to fame? Yes, he was one time at the ECOWAS, but that's not what you know him for, pretty sure. He was popular for being the Minister for Regional Cooperation and NEPAD. And if you really don't recall what NEPAD really is, well, let's sit down for a conversation. And this used to be a big, big, big deal for the continent. That's the time of Lucian Guno Basanjo. They really pushed this very hard with uh, John Ajikum Kufo, uh, the, you know, the, the cooperation that the, the, you know, the regional and sub-regional and continental leaders came together to form partnerships was what was really driving this. didn't really work, but he was our minister. Uh, for that. That's what he was really famous for. But also, he was also trade and industry minister between 2001 and 20, uh, 2003. He's my guest tonight. Once we return from the break, Dr. Kofi Kunudua Perku will be my guest. He will sit down for a conversation and then we'll get to go into why he wants to be president. But what really sets him apart? What does he believe sets him apart from the rest of the field? Why does he think he will win the NOR when there's, there are so many people indeed all vying? for the single slot. After the break, he's my guest.